Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. All right. Welcome to the big show as we get ready for the big dance. I like calling it the big dance. Uh, CSM, the combined sections meetings uh, from the American Physical Therapy Association. The, uh, the biggest gathering of physical therapists, not only in the United States, but in the world. Uh, more than 17,000 physical therapists and physical therapist assistants last year at CSM and uh, looking to get uh, even bigger this year. Denver will be the site for APTA's CSM in 2020, and we bring in uh, two of my colleagues here at Fox Rehabilitation, Dr. Will Dieter and Dr. Jason DeCesare. Guys, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. I want to do a little preview episode. You got, I feel like you got two types of people in the world, people who plan out their conferences weeks in advance, or you have people kind of like me who will look for programming as you're uh, at the airport getting ready to fly to the conference, or maybe they download a podcast episode, and that's why we bring you guys in. You're you're talking to people like me who are preparing in the uh, hours or days leading up to CSM. So I kind of tasked you guys with the goal of giving us a few things that you would you would suggest to people if they were going to CSM that they absolutely cannot miss, can't leave off their conference. So, Will, you've been to, uh, well, let's get how many CSMs under your belt. How many big dances have you been to? It's funny you, you asked that because as, as you were uh, the lead-in, I was thinking to myself, I remember the first CSM and maybe even the first three or four still trying to figure out, you know, how to approach this monster. Um, I've probably been to seven or eight at this point. Wow. So i uh, been around the block a couple times, so you've got good perspective. I feel like the first couple that I went to, CSM, like I, like I mentioned, 17,000 people, it can be a blur. There, There's a lot going on, and you could easily miss some stuff you shouldn't miss by just kind of getting caught up into it. And that's really the goal of this episode was to kind of let people know there's a lot going on. If you take a breath and plan it out, you can hit some really cool stuff. So what's first on your must-hit list? Wednesday coming into CSM, talk about a blur. Um, that might be the best example of that. But I think the thing on Wednesday to really hit for those that are actually going to be there uh, that early are the opening ceremonies and the recognition of the new board certified specialist. It's a really nice way to, you know, get into one big room with a whole bunch of colleagues, a whole bunch of future and current friends, and just kind of celebrate what PT is and, and, and hear a speaker that, that's going to get you a little bit excited about the profession. And then also, I think, sit there and, and recognize colleagues that have taken the next step in board certification, which is, is no small feat. It used to be a really, really long ceremony. Uh, it used to be like a you know, high school graduation on steroids. Um, they've since kind of cut it down a little bit to where you're not there forever. It's about an hour, which is the recognition um, and the opening ceremony. So it's a lot more um, palatable but I think also gets the juice as well. And, and just talk a little bit about what new board certified specialists are just for people who maybe, maybe they're PT students and they're, and they're thinking that sounds like something familiar, but, but really what is that? What is board certification? Yeah, so, so basically, you know, you can do a residency program and be on the fast track to getting board certified or you can, you know, do your 2000 hours and sit, but it, it's basically the pinnacle of, of clinical knowledge in, you know, whatever specialty area you're working in. So for us, geriatric could be ortho, could be P, you know, there's a bunch of different ones. And there were 2,750 new ones in 2019. Oh, wow. And actually, very interesting that 25 Fox clinicians make up about 7% of all the new GCSs in the country. So of that 2,750, 
25 of them are Fox clinicians, and that's 7% of all the new geriatric specialists, which is pretty special. That's big. Jason DeCesare, uh, how many how many CSMs under your belt, Jason? Uh, I think including my first one as a student, I'm up to five. Yeah, so all right. I'm moving towards my 10. So on your hit list, what would you recommend as uh, something to definitely make sure you hit CSM this year in Denver? Uh, I would say the biggest thing with CSM is, is thinking about how you're approaching it. And I look at it as two things, really. It's a great opportunity to see what's going on in the field and, and get some exposure to things from all over the country, people, people from other areas of practice. But I think more than anything, it's a networking opportunity. Um, it's an opportunity to get in front of people that, you know, maybe you've read their articles or you've been interested in the things that they do. And, you know, people like you that are Fox famous or Fox famous and, and PT famous really. Right. Um, and, and have an opportunity to, to get in front of those folks and, and learn from them. And they can seem a little scary. I think, you know, if you, if you're walking up to kind of someone you've read, you read their book in school and you've been interested in their articles and maybe you've taken courses by them on, you know, on online or something like that. I think it can be a little overwhelming, but what I've found is it's a really great opportunity. And for the most part, they're people like us. Yeah. Um, and at one point they were, a new grad looking to get into the field and to make some new connections and have some opportunities to learn and to Will's point of, of specialization to become an expert. I've found that so many people have been willing to reach out a hand and mentor me and offer information and really just came from going up to them with something to say. I think that's the key. You go up and just say, Hey, great lecture. And you know, that's usually not going to lead to a conversation. But if you go up and have something to say, you very often end up with a business card and some yeah. communication after and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Have have some purpose there, and and the individuals you're talking to, the the people that you look up to, the people that you mentioned that write the books and the papers that you're reading, either in class or in practice, they're they're going to appreciate that. But I, I do like how you do mention go up with something more than hey, I liked your lecture. Don't be, and this might be dating myself. Don't be Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney, where his first question was, "Remember that time you were in the Beatles?" Of course he remembers when he was in the Beatles, but make sure you go up with something a little bit better than that. But I like that. One little hint I would give in terms of um, being able to network, and this was a, something that just started recently because of a sign of the times with social media, people writing their Twitter or Instagram handle on their conference badge. So they'll actually get the badge and everything's printed out really formally, you know, your proper name and your credentials. But people would be taking a Sharpie and actually writing like at Fox Rehab, if that was their Twitter handle. Um, and what it does is it reminds people, oh, I remember that person. Let me go follow and see what else they're doing outside of CSM. And that's a different way to make an in-person communication an online networking opportunity. That's something I have to get better at. I'm, I'm not the best at engaging with the online world. Maybe I'll take your advice this year at CSM and, and try to do that a little better. Lifelong learners, Jason, and we're just improving here. All right, Will, what's next on your hit list for CSM Denver 2020? A similar approach to what Jason was saying. It's, it's not an event. It's more about how you should think about CSM, and it has to do with programming. Because if you start to look at programming, we've got three days, we've got over 300 educational sessions, you know, all the sections, it's, it's paralyzing to try to look at the amount of information. So there's kind of three three big tips. One is get online, get on the APTA um, CSM website and start looking at programming now. You know, when I'm sitting there, my wife's watching a show I don't really want to watch. I kind of jump on my phone. This is my nerdy self. And maybe jump on some CSM programming just to kind of peruse through and start to mark some things that sound to be, that look to be of some interest. Just because then if I come back and I've got 30 things that I've kind of already said, hey, maybe this makes some sense, I now have something manageable I can work through versus trying to, you know, two days before on the flight there, try to work through all this stuff as I'm running through the airport. So that's the first one. Um, I think an even better way to do it, not actually on the website, is through the CSM application, 
which is the APTA conferences and events app. It's a general app. And basically you download like each conference and it downloads all the information specific to that conference. Uh, I believe at this point, the CSM one is actually up and you can sort of put together your own schedule. You can look at it a bunch of different ways, mark different things and have a, have a plan A and a plan B because you're, you're going to walk into things sometimes and you know, you think it's one thing and the title maybe suggests it's one thing and then you yep. go in and you realize it's kind of not exactly that. And then, you know, you don't want to be rude, but sometimes you want to say, hey, you know what, I, I think I can kind of sneak out here and go to my plan B because I think I might get a little bit more out of that. Sure. Um, and usually, you know, pretty early on, that's a pretty common thing, people kind of moving around. So I would definitely know that. And then the last thing for me, and it, and it kind of has to do with what Jason was just saying and where I started with like friends and colleagues, you know, people go to CSM and they think that the connections are going to be, you know, if I'm a relative new grad, it's going to be relative new grads. Or if I'm a more seasoned clinician, it's going to be those people. And it's interesting because a lot of times you end up with connections that are very similar to you. But then also, like Jason said, somebody whose books you've read. And now you, next thing you know, like you're out for a drink and you're friends and you're now working on something together. And it's like projects and things get born. Um, so my advice for programming is think about the speaker first. Find someone that you think is intelligent, is going to have something interesting to say, is going to say it well, and worry a little bit more about the speaker than the topic because you're going to be engaged by the speaker. Topic is important, but I wouldn't go like this topic is the number one thing. I think the speaker is the number one thing. Followed by topic. And then the last thing would be to, to kind of look at it by section. Because what I tend to find is if I kind of filter and say, hey, I'm only going to go to section X's stuff, and that's the only thing I'm really interested in. I kind of tend to hear the same types of things, not the exact same thing, but it's, it's kind of a, a similar sort of sphere of understanding and the way they look at PT. Whereas if you kind of jump around from section to section, because this speaker is interesting and I know them, or this topic is a little more interesting, you get sort of more diversity in what you're hearing, which I think at the end of the day is really what you want at CSM is to, is to spark thought and sort of think about things a little bit differently and be re-energized um, in addition to those connections. Well said. I like your approach to the program, that one, two, three. Pick everything. Write everything down that you think you might be interested and then start to kind of whittle out and make some choices where you can narrow it down. Using that app is big because, as you mentioned, your plan A, plan B, when you're on site at a big conference center, knowing where things are. So that, that app is going to have the map. Uh, it's going to have what room it is. And if there's any room changes, that app is going to update in real time so you're not that guy just kind of wandering around around. And then in terms of speaker, then topic, then section, or less about the section, this is the combined sections meeting. If you're a geriatric specialist, maybe find something in neuro or ortho that you can uh, that you can look at and learn from. So I, I like that approach right there with speaker, topic, and section. Jason, what else do you have? What's number two on your list for CSM in 2020? I would say a, a big thing for me is it's, it's really easy to get lost in the programming. I mean, as Will kind of pointed out, there's it's just, there's so much there. There's 300 plus educational opportunities and kind of easy to, to just make a list that includes this talk by this person and this talk by that person. If you pick the one that has the biggest speaker, very often, you know, it can be a challenge to, to get to that person at the end and things like that. I've found that a great opportunity is special interest group. I mean, I, what I find is at their meetings, they're typically a bit smaller, but everybody who's going to an event like this tends to be the the most engaged of our profession. You know, these are the people that want to be there and, and want to find new opportunities and new people to work with. And I, I mean, I've found by going to a special interest group meeting, it all of a sudden goes from, you know, a hundred people to 25 people. And they're having a very pointed discussion about issues that they're trying to address and projects they're trying to plan. 
And you can walk right into one of those meetings and walk out that day and having not known anybody, but now having a few new contacts and have gotten your name on a list to help out with a project or a program. Every time I've gone to CSM, I've found something like that to get involved in, whether it was something small or large, but either way, it's always been a good thing for me. If people don't know, special interest groups are a smaller group inside of a section that gets really, really specific. So geriatrics is uh, is a large area of physical therapy practice. But if you want to get more narrow, special interest group within the Academy of Geriatric Physical Therapists, you have balance and falls, bone health, cognitive mental health, global health, health promotion and wellness, and residencies and fellowships. So you go from being as narrow as you think you can get with geriatrics to being able to converse with colleagues who are really hyper-focused on these special interest areas within a section. And I got to throw this in for you guys. The, the, the biggest cheat code that you can get out of your APTA membership, if you're also going to be a member of a section like the Academy of Geriatric Physical Therapy, which you should if you want to be at the top of your profession, Joining a special interest group, $0. It's free 99. So you, what I always tell people is join all the special interest groups for a year. Take a tour. Watch watch what their email lists do or what events they're having. And then if you can feel yourself being pulled in, in towards one or two, uh, you can let the others kind of drop. But special interest groups cost nothing extra to be a part of, and you might as well get that information. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I mean, I've grown, drawn great value from special interest groups participation. Over the last about year, I've gotten much more involved with the um, residency and fellowship SIG within within the academy. And uh, I actually wanted to take a moment to point out a project that the uh, residency and fellowship SIG is doing. We, we're holding an event at CSM for any students interested in potentially participating in a residency when they, when they start their career in practice. The opportunity will be that if they get this residency passport, meet with at least two residency directors who are there in attendance. They'll be spending time at the AGPT booth and, and leaving their contact information so that you can reach out with them and sit with them. They'll be entered to win $100 Amazon gift cards. So it's pretty cool. You have two conversations about your own future and you end up potentially winning the gift card for doing yeah, it. I like that. Where, where can people show up for that? What's, what's the easiest way to find information or locate someone uh, on site? So it's on the Academy's website, and then um, there'll be residency directors at the, uh, the Academy booth the whole way through. So there's a lot. It'll be easy to find, easy to access, and I, I think a great opportunity for people. Sounds great. Uh, Academy website as well is geriatricspt.org. That's geriatrics with an S-P-T.org. Will, closing it out, uh, your suggestion for CSM 2020, what do you got? What's something big you can't miss? The last thing for me is Thursday morning, you've got Breakfast at Champions and the Carol Lewis Lecture, which, again, is, is kind of specific for people interested in geriatrics, but every section has something along these lines, which is basically a more intimate recognition ceremony of, of new board-certified specialists. So you can learn a lot, sort of pick their brains about what it's been like, what was easy about the process, was it worth it? Um, you get to understand and meet some of the leadership of the academy or whatever section um, you're interested in. And then um, Dr. Carol Lewis, who is a good friend of, of our practice, um, has a lecture actually named and dedicated to her from the academy that started last year 
Um, and the second one is this year, and it's Dr. Dale Avers, whose talk is titled, We Can Do Better Aging and the Value of Physical Therapy. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting. So there's that. And then the last thing, particular to someone on this podcast, is our very own uh, Dr. Jason DeCesare, actually is this year's recipient of the Outstanding Geriatric Physical Therapist Resident Award. Yeah! Uh, he graduated from our program a couple years ago. Yeah, it's a great honor. It's the first one. Fox has had a lot of firsts in the world of, of geriatric PT, and this is just another one. So we're going to be out there congratulating him. And, uh, you know, let me be the first to actually formally say congratulations to you, Jason. This is an awesome award. We're happy for you and glad that we can help you along the way. I appreciate it. I'm, I was excited to hear that I have a little John support. I, I, that was a surprise. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to mess the quote up here, but I've heard some version of this from a bunch of really successful people where they say you're kind of the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And professionally, I've had the opportunity to stand alongside people that have really worked to change the field and change the profession and change healthcare in the United States. And, and I, it's been a great opportunity for me to learn from them. And unfortunately, if they, they hold me in that group of five, I might be bringing them down a little bit, but it's been a really good opportunity and grateful that I got the recognition that I'm getting. Hey, appreciate your thoughts going into CSM. I think this puts a, a few really good ideas in people's heads about specific things that you mentioned in terms of special interest groups, the passport program, the Breakfast of Champions, Carol Lewis lecture. But also, I liked how you guys framed up how to think, what to be thinking about. You know, don't rush into CSM, you know, as Will mentioned, not just going down a geriatrics tract if you work with older adults, but thinking outside the box and, and how to approach your own personal program for CSM in 2020. Uh, you can also find an article that these guys wrote about this very topic online at our website. That's foxrehab.org under Fresh Fox Content. Guys, uh, thanks so much for your time. We'll be seeing you guys in Denver. Looking forward to it, man. Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.